Hi, it's Michael and David here presenting Small Business Banter. And just letting you know that we're going to be talking about mental health issues in today's episode. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for the current challenges and also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital, advisors to business owners. Each week with David Gregory, CEO of the Small Business Mentoring Service, we'll interview a different small business expert or a fellow business owner and operator. And they're going to share their best tips and insights for you, the listener. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM and heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Thanks also to our supporters, Kerr Capital and the Small Business Mentoring Service. Every year, uh, small businesses suffer from greatly from issues of anxiety and stress within their business. Um, and I'm sure you're very much aware of that, Michael, in, with the broad number of businesses that you work with. It's a, re- it's a real issue, David, and you know, we're so pleased to be bringing in our special guest today to talk about it for, for owners and um, people connected to owners, like yeah. family. Yeah, absolutely. And our, our special guest today is Tim Hoopman. He's a speaker from uh, Beyond Blue, a national organisation that works to uh, raise awareness about anxiety and depression. He also uh, has worked with many, many small businesses over the year. He became a Beyond Blue speaker because as a small business owner, he struggled personally with his own mental health, so his insights will be truly valuable. It'll be a great session. Let's go to Tim now. So welcome, Tim. Um, Glad to have you with us uh, here today. Uh, So Tim, can you give us a bit of a background uh, on yourself and and, uh, tell me how you became involved with Beyond Blue? Thanks very much, David, and what a pleasure it is to be here with you and uh, Michael today. Um, Thanks for inviting me along. Um, I got involved with Beyond Blue about two and a half, three years ago. I initially started volunteering with them um, at events, um, fundraisers, things like that. And then um, I decided to join their or apply and join their speaker network. And that um, that started off uh, two years ago in March. The key reason for that was as a small business owner, I've been one for nearly uh, 15 years, I had struggled with um, anxiety and depression. So it was a great way for me to um, take what I had learned through that journey and share it with other people. And it's been a wonderful experience um, working uh, with Beyond Blue as a volunteer speaker and certainly being able to share um, stories and information about mental health and the most important thing is to take away the stigma and ask people to put their hand up and get help if they're feeling that they need to. It's, uh, I think it's really critical that people that have faced uh, their own mental health challenges, that they speak out and, and they speak um, with a voice that those that are going through it will respect and understand. So well, well done uh, for that, Tim. That's Yeah, very personal for you, Tim, obviously, as both a um, small business owner in past and I think currently, but also as someone who's um, experienced mental illness. So what we um, what we'd love to hear about is just for those listening in, the sort of 
um, perhaps the signals that they should be looking out for um, themselves, or if if it's not the owners who may be a bit reticent about you know talking about these kinds of issues, what might be something that their family members would pick up on to tell them that you know there's there's some issues here. There are completely different um, triggers that impact different people. So what's a trigger for me? and I'm happy to talk about it in terms of cash flow, can be different for other people. Um, So it's important to understand what those triggers are for you as an individual, not generally for mental health. And that um, that takes a bit of time to kind of dig deep inside and and learn about. Um, The other side of it, I think you were talking about um, family support and that. What what are the signs that people can notice? You know, there can be a a myriad of them. And again, they'll be different for different people. So it could be, you know, you'll find people are irritable, maybe impatient, you know, it might be a business owner, it could be a client that you're dealing with that you will experience this as well. You know, people could be more tired or, you know, maybe less punctual and not meeting those deadlines. Something that I've often seen is there will be conflict internally within a business and also externally. And and on occasions I've noticed um, people will become distant and not present and you might not hear from them for a while. And that might be an indication or a sign, or that they, or when you do see them, that they're not engaged. Again, there's. I think that's a really important uh, point that you're making there, uh, Tim. The um, I've always made the comment that uh, if you haven't been afraid of your letterbox at some stage in your life, you haven't been involved in small business. And uh, I I think that's a real truism. When you're talking about the triggers and how people can identify what's happening um, with with people within their workplace, uh, I think one of the common issues is that um, people hold it within, that they try to hide it from family and friends and and from their team members, particularly in small business, because you've got to be the boss, the cleaner, uh, everything known to man, and uh, you're you're living in it twenty four seven. So I think that's probably a, a key factor in all of this too. Would you say? Oh, absolutely. And the other thing is, as a small business owner, I always wanted to be seen as successful, Tim. I wanted to be seen as doing, uh, running a good business. Um, you know. Um, being in the marketplace and some a business that people looked up to, I was a I'm very proud of what I do, and there's lots of small business owners like that. So when when things happen in your business, these triggers come along that start to to move you along. Yeah. So if you think about the mental health continuum, where we can be, um, you know, very mentally well in the green, but then we slide along that scale as we all do, uh, and sometimes you can slide too far and be um, in the red um, danger area where you really need help. So I think for certain um, people, as a small business owner, I want to be seen as being um, a leader, um, very proud of what I do. And often what happens when you become um, impacted by these triggers or your mental health starts to to change, then that has a, a big impact on you. So Often what the, the first thing people do is that they will, as you mentioned, David, they will hold it within. And holding it within means that it starts to build up and then it can come out in very, very different ways. It could be anger explosion or it could just be completely withdrawal. So it'll be different for different people. Um, and, and it's that situation of encouraging people not to hold it in but allowing them then to still you know, have their sense of self-worth in their business, not to be ashamed 
of anything when they're talking to other people or they're starting to share that information. Because in the long term, it'll be really, really good for you. Holding it in, not so good. Absolutely. I think that stoicism, which goes with, you know, firstly starting a business and then keeping it going and feeding a family or employing employees, it, it, it adds an awful lot of pressure. It's pretty pretty intense when you're the you know the key decision maker. Exacerbated at the moment when you look at what we're going through and what particularly regional business owners have been through in, in some areas, you know, floods, fires. Communication has never been more important. Would you agree, Tim, with both uh, family members, financiers, others that uh, have an influence on your business? Uh, so it's been absolutely exhausting and both small businesses regionally and in the cities have, have been impacted incredibly. The ones in the country, in some, time, in some cases, for much longer because they've had drought for many years. But if you think about small business owners, and a lot of them are micro or they're you know, single operators, um, the importance of connection is really, really vital during this period. And I think Sometimes as a small business owner, and it doesn't have to be a small operator, you feel alone. You might have a large team or you might be on your own, but you feel alone. So one of the most important things to do is set up your support group. And that can come in many and varied um, situations. Most importantly, um, you need to set up your support group and that will be different for different people. And you don't need to feel alone. Even though at times we feel very alone, and the support network can come in very different um, forms. One of the so a couple of the areas that I think is really important: your accountant and/or your bookkeeper, really, really vital. Because if you've got financial impacts in your business, then you need support around you. So your accountant and bookkeeper are, are really important, and keeping in contact with them um, is is vital. They will also then become part of your support group. Um, uh, what I've also seen d- um, done really well is industry groups have set up. And if you think in particular about the last six to 12 months, that has become more prevalent. You'll see more Facebook groups, you know, often at times when we can't meet physically where you might have in the past, there is ways online. And while it may not be the best, um, those industry groups can be a real lifeline for you. Um, often it's important to speak to your clients and, and sometimes sharing and being real with them allows them to open up as well. So you we were talking a bit about maybe people are irritable or impatient or maybe a bit angry. So sometimes opening up and sharing, even with clients, you can get to a better place. More than ever, Tim, I, I, I think you're right there to, to open up because every small business is, well, most small businesses are struggling at the moment. And I, I think there's a, an appetite to... Uh, to have a discussion and be open about the challenges you're facing, cash flow or whatever they might be, um, because more than likely, you know, some of your clients or suppliers are going through the same thing. And 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 to an extent, we're in this together. So, if people don't know, or or your suppliers, customers don't know, um, you're missing out on that opportunity, perhaps to you know help you restructure or or defer some payments or or do something just to you know allow you to survive for the next uh, little while. And I also think that uh, more and more businesses, as in the people that are within your supply chain, are very open to having that conversation. They're, they're, I think as a result of uh, coronavirus, that 
people are being a lot more considerate and reflective of the challenges that are being faced uh, by small businesses and that there is a real need for it to be a village. Um, so the, the opportunities to talk to those that you love or those that are your supporters um, is a critical part of addressing some of these challenges. Yeah, most definitely. And also remember that everyone in your supply chain is often a small business owner themselves. So by opening up and sharing, you're often giving the other small business open owners the opportunity to do the same where they might be holding back themselves. And, and there's nothing nicer than whether they're a supplier or a client to be able to offer some support and help, and that can be beneficial to everyone. And the only other, other thing that I would add there is around mentors or coaches, um, they, they can be an important part in the chain as well. Because it's someone that you can go to and share and lay everything else out about your business and they can give you support. Family is really important, but I think there's also always a limit to how much you can take home all the time. So you build your network of support with lots of different people in it and it provides a richness and it gives you an ability to share little bits of information with some people and more information with others. Thanks, Tim. And we are talking to Tim Hoopman, a speaker for Beyond Blue, about uh, mental health and small business. So, uh, Tim, what are the top things that small business owners should do? Um, what are the sorts of things that they should do both for themselves and also uh, to support uh, their staff members or, or those that they see around them that may have some uh, mental health or anxiety challenges? I think um, with small business owners, the most important place to start is with a small um, business personal well-being plan and then a workplace well-being plan. Beyond Blue have some great resources in this area and some people might say, oh, no, I'm not going to write another plan. I think the most important thing about those two is it allows you to start firstly with a personal well-being plan to look inwardly at yourself and answer truthfully some really important per questions about your personal well-being and your understanding of your triggers and what's important to you um, and then taking that and creating a workplace one by involving if you're on your own you do it yourself but if you've got a team you you, you involve your team and by involving your team what you're also doing is you're showing that this is an area that's really important that you value it and you're going to have an open discussion around it. So I think getting back to the other question, David, about what support do you provide your team, by first and foremost being clear about your mental health and how what's important to you allows you to be strong and resilient to then help others. But providing you know these plans for the team really shows, um, shows empathy, it shows real concern, and that you're there for them through the good times when the business is going well, but also if things hit some rocky roads. And in particular, during this um, last three months, we've all hit some rocky, ro rocky um, roads and we need to be able to support not ourselves but our teams. There is a lot of information in the marketplace at the moment, an incredible amount. So I think anyone goes on any social media, you turn the news on everywhere, it's we're inundated with the same information about the coronavirus. There's also a lot of information resource around and sometimes it's difficult filtering it down. So I think um, Beyond Blue have done a great job because they provide, they put together in conjunction with the government a coronavirus mental well-being support service 
Um, it has its own uh, 1-800 um, phone support. Um, it has web chat, online community um, forum. They also have some really, really helpful resources um, around things such as telehealth for mental um, health care, um, returning to work um, guides, you know, how to educate um, team members, how to, uh, what to do when we get back into the office. So they put together a, a great um, piece of information. Um, and then you can go online and find that. We'll, we'll talk a bit about the end of where you, you can get that. But it gives you an opportunity to step into that realm if these last few months, people working from home, you need to you need support in that area. And I think that that's a really great resource. And there's one other resource that I wanted to just touch on. We were talking about support before for small business owners. Um, they put together a um, supporting small business owners to, to improve their mental health and well-being at work, work guide. And that's a really, really good guide, not only for small business owners, but we were talking a bit before about people that support um, small business, so be a family member or you know, might be a supplier or a client. That's another really good resource. Yeah, that's that's great, Tim. Um, we will go through those resources at the end. I'm, I'm just um, – having dealt with a lot of business owners, it, it's often really hard – to make that first step to do something, to acknowledge it. If, if, a, if an owner or, or if the family members of an owner is listening in, what, what could they expect if they, you know, they, they made use of one of these resources or made contact with Beyond Blue? What's, what's it like for them? Well, it depends where you go. So firstly, let me talk about the Beyond Blue 24-7 helpline. That's um, a great resource for anyone not only small business. Uh, Beyond Blue's uh, 24-7 um, helpline is great because when people call in, they have clinically trained personnel to talk to. I think that that's really important um, and it gives a real good level of comfort. If somebody um, is concerned themselves and they want to talk, reach out and talk to somebody, or second to that, if you're concerned about someone, often simply um, suggesting that they call that um, helpline can be a great um, way to support them without, um, you know, being perhaps, uh, you know, telling them what to do. So really, really that, that's a really critical uh, element, uh, Tim. Uh, particularly when we we uh, we're talking about those that are feeling um, anxiety or mental health challenges. But what about the husbands, the wives, the life partners, you know, business partners of of someone uh, who see them struggling uh, and they know that their their partner is. Uh, unwilling to take that first step. What, what's your advice to them? I think um, first and foremost in that area, the, the family members and partners and um, those people often bear the brunt of a lot of um, the challenges that maybe small business owners who are keeping things to themselves have. They often bring that home. Personally, I know I did that a lot as well. Um, you don't intentionally do it, but you don't know what else to do. So I think um, from my experience, for family members wanting to support, first and foremost, learn about the triggers and the challenges um, for small business owners from a mental health perspective. If you kind of understand that, you can see the, you can see it much more clearly. Um, I mentioned before that um, guide that Beyond Blue developed um, supporting um, small business owners. That's a great guide. Gives some good tips, and it's really all about supporting, but really encouraging them to to get some support elsewhere. 
And often it doesn't have to be, oh, I want you to go to the doctor. Sometimes it can be about reaching out, we talked a little bit about for around your support ne- network. Could be your um, accountant and bookkeeper, could be um, your clients or your suppliers, or, or it could be your mentor or your um, business coach. I think there's lots of options and it's a, a bit more of a soft approach if they just encourage them to get wider support. Listen, but encourage them to get wider support is really, really helpful. Tim, thank you so much for sharing that. That's um, that, that's on the money, that advice. Um, we're at the end of our time together, unfortunately. Um, thank you thank you again so much. But before we go, we, could you just run through the list of resources that you'd like to promote on behalf of Beyond Blue um, for those listening in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I've got um, some great resources. First and foremost, um, the Beyond Blue um, helpline that's manned 24-7, uh, the one eight hundred two two four six three six. Write that number down. Keep that there. Offer it to other people or use it yourself. That's very very helpful and a great place to start. Secondary to that, there's um, New Access Coach, and if they just someone just Google's New Access Coach, um, that's available in New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria, and ACT, and that provides you with um, six sessions um, to talk to somebody about um, you know loneliness or concerns about your mental health, completely confidential. Beyond Blue have done a great job in providing a website for coronavirus mental wellbeing support service. Um, and if you just go to coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au, that'll take you straight to that service online. And their support number is one eight hundred five one two. There's just a few of the um, resources that are available. The one final one is the headsup.org.au, done in conjunction with Beyond Blue, very focused at small business, and there you'll find a wealth of useful information to support you, and in particular, that guide that I mentioned before for supporting small business owners, and you can download that and share it with whomever you would like. I think there's a few um, different avenues there to help people who like to um, find information in different ways or access information in different ways. Thank you again so much, Tim. We've been talking with Tim Hoopman, a Beyond Blue speaker. Really uh, value your time today and um, wish you well, Tim. Thank you. Great. Thanks very much, uh, Michael, and thank you, David. Uh, real pleasure to be here, and I... I can't thank you enough for the work that you do for small business owners, particular regional ones that really, um, you know, providing this gives them, you know, some hope and some encouragement that people are there to help them. So thank you very much. Well, what a fantastic speaker Tim was. Uh, he, He has such an understanding within this space. Um, a tremendous advocate for Beyond Blue and a great support for small business. A very empathetic fellow and, you know, with with, uh, on-the-ground experience as an owner as well as being a Beyond Blue speaker. Yeah, absolutely. So perhaps if we just do a bit of a recap over the, some of the key elements that um, uh, that we got out of that interview. For, for me, one of the critical components is the old adage about when you're on a plane, put your air mask on first, that you cannot help your business or you can't work through these uh, problems without looking after your own mental health. So having a mental health plan 
having the strategy to address the uh, challenges that you're personally facing, uh, looking at uh, how it is impacting you in your your business life, your family life, your home life, uh, is a critical component to being able to um, fix the the problems that you you face. Yeah, I agree, David. I think uh, Tim pointed to a very um, useful resource. I think it was called the Personal Wellbeing Plan and then the workplace plan as a, as a, as a tool or a mechanism to help you fi- figure through those issues. Yeah, what they're else? excellent. So what other things did you get out of that? Look, I, I really uh, saw a lot of value in owners finding and reaching out and communicating with other mentors, uh, whether they be, the, I think you mentioned accountants, coaches, but there could be other business owners. But I think the key thing was to communicate with other people your suppliers and customers, I think he also mentioned that supply chain thing. Every, you know, we're all going through a lot at the moment, so communicate is, communication is absolutely… Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for, for me, that's a, a reference to it's a village, that uh, no business works in isolation. We have to work in partnership with our suppliers, uh, with our staff, with other businesses in the community to cross-pollinate and to promote each other. We also have to look at um, the fact that we could be in a street of 50 other businesses and each of those businesses at the same time are going through the same challenges. And we in our isolated space may think it's only us, but uh, many, many other people are out there facing the same sort of problems. Yeah, there's a, there's an awful lot of pressure on owners um to be stoic, to be the provider, uh, to constantly make all those decisions. And I think one of the other things that he pointed out was that there were resources and he did encourage people close to owners, who whether they're family or, or, you know, business partners perhaps, but, you know, to gently have encouraged them, you know, because by nature owners can be very resilient and stoic, but you don't have you don't have all the answers, and you know it's time. It's never been a better time, really, to say I need to reach out and I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, and and the um, range of resources available through Beyond Blue are quite spectacular. I've personally been involved with Beyond Blue for many years. Uh, the tools and templates aren't written like Big Brother trying to tell you what to do. They're very intuitive. They understand the issues and the people. Uh, at the other end of the phone are people that have a true understanding that are prepared to be that ear ear that listens. What's also particularly uh, interesting that uh, Tim mentioned was that they have a range of returning to work guides. Now, so often we talk about the issue of mental health and anxiety challenges, but what we don't talk about is how how a business person returns to work or how a business owner um, returns their staff to work after they've faced uh, significant challenges. Yeah, actually, I think that's a pretty good wrap on a, on a really high-quality conversation. So that's all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. David and I continue to be inspired by bringing you small business experts and hearing your stories. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact David or I, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com. And David and I would love you to tune in at the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.